AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Good morning to all of you joining us locally by radio and streaming online. We appreciate you tuning in. Today is Sunday, December 2nd? 2nd. I'm your host, Hertzy Hertz, and I'm here in studio with Maddie Love, and we have Robert from the Right to Reason podcast on Skype. This is a open conversation, and we'll welcome and encourage listener interaction with your phone calls to 952-946-6205, your emails to radio at mnatheist.org. You can tweet us at at Atheist Talk or check out the Facebook page, The Atheist Talk. The phone number is only available when we are live, but you can always email or tweet us whether you're live or listening to the podcast. Next week... Oh, no, this week. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong script. <laughs> so this week we have Robert. And Robert, you actually, we were talking on Facebook Messenger about this, and you actually had a couple of interesting ideas as to what you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Was it uh, How to Raise Alpacas? Was that one of them? I yes. remember. Yes, because I, I love llamas. I really do. No, he said <laughs> alpacas. That's not a llama. That's not a lot. Are they not the same thing? They are not the same thing. Like, how much difference is there? Size, like them, species. Uh... Um, and, like, one of them, if one of them, when they get, like, really high enough in their order, becomes a dolly. <laughs> but in all, in all seriousness, stupid jokes aside, yeah, they are different species. How do you know so much about this, dude? Because? Because Maddie's awesome. <laughs> lot, because alpacas cool. are a lot smaller than llamas. Oh, okay. Then definitely llamas. Definitely llamas. Because I'm pretty sure you can ride a llama. You can ride anything with nipples. <laughs> and we are live on radio. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> yes. No, you did have um, – one of them was talking about um, how some of the political climate is changing people – turning people away from evangelicalism. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we, as progressives, I think we get really frustrated with Trump and and just how insane everything is right now. But oh, hold it's... on. One quick disclaimer: Please note that the opinions are the guests and hosts only, and do not necessarily <laughs> reflect those of Minnesota Atheists as an organization. Okay, you can continue. <laughs> on behalf of Minnesota Atheists as an organization, oh. <laughs> you fully, from Texas, you from Texas, I fully support Donald Trump and all his political. <laughs> No. As a Texan, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, right. Well, we went cruise. I was very disappointed. I had to take the Beto sign out of my front yard that next morning, and oh. a neighbor was walking by and saw me, and they just had like a grin on their face. And I almost hit him with the sign, but then I'd be, that'd make me Antifa. So I'm not... Here is a sign from God. <laughs> but no, what I was going to say is uh, that it, it's really easy to get discouraged right now. Uh, but we have to remember that. As as atheists, at least, this is breaking down a lot of the religious rights claims. I mean, they, they can still be hypocritical all they want, but it's going to be very obvious, at least to the center people. You know, we might be far left and we might be angry at the far right, but the people in the center, they're paying attention. They're paying attention to how we behave and, you know, in respect to Antifa, right? Uh, they're, they're paying attention to how the right behaves, you know, in Charlottesville, and they're, they're paying attention to how Trump behaves. And Trump right now is totally destroying any claim that they have of being the good guy you know the, the coming up on christmas holiday we're gonna see a lot of religious right uh, christian fundamentalists saying let's not help the the, the migrant caravan uh, let's not help uh, immigrants let's not help people seeking asylum and it's totally an objection to their their biblical views yeah 
I'm actually really curious to see how how the right is also going to handle the whole war on Christmas because because. Trump has often said, you know, now it's legal to say this as if it wasn't before. It's like (laughs) this is a frustration I have because I know that this is something that there's many people who get this wrong. Corporations, when they do these things, like when they decide not it, like if Minnesota Atheist said, Hertzie, you can't be on the radio anymore. That has nothing to do with the government. That is Minnesota Atheist as an organization deciding on a policy. (laughs) has nothing to do with the government. Right. It's, if Target decides to say happy holidays, that's Target. Bring it up with Dayton, but not as Mark Dayton, but not as the governor, <laughs> but as one of the P family members who owns Target. Massive well, difference. A, it's almost like a subtle message, a, a, a little whisper of implication that he's going to change the social dynamic. And that's one thing that Republicans they really have never had a handle on. I mean, maybe historically before, you know, the civil rights flip of Republican and Democrat, right? But essentially, liberal agenda kind of moves the social message forward. We saw that with uh, LGBTQ rights uh, here in the last administration. So they would love to have that power, but it's just not realistic, historically speaking. No, because I mean, the, the, the thing is, is the younger, at least, and this is coming from, well, Robert, you're, you're older, um, millennial, I'm right? Old. No, older <laughs> I'm millennial. A, I'm older. Old, yeah, born in '83, so I'm kind of like oh, technically a millennial. But you also are a bunch of little whippersnappers. Yeah, I was gonna say I was born in '83 too. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, so okay, so we're so we're the same age. So it's like when you and I were were you know early late high like in that high school age, you know there was still a lot of that whole just coming out as as gay or lesbian was a huge thing, and so for a lot of us it was like. Well, why is this a what, you know looking at at our elders, especially the people who are not thrilled with it, and at least for me, I was looking going, wait, why is this an issue again? <laughs> and so I think right. that 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 whole we the younger people will always carry it forward because we're the ones who who look at it and go, okay, so you say X, but you're doing Y. I'm not sure I understand this. I mean, granted, I also got super lucky and had a family who you know really didn't have much like mm-hmm. they weren't really anti stuff so that helped yeah. <laughs> but then you have the kids who rebel against it and who are like you know their parents are you know extremely fundamental in those areas and then they're like mm, no i've met these people i've i've hung out with them they're there's no di- there's no difference in that sense yeah that was more me i, I grew up real fundamentalist but you know what I wonder about? And that's a tough question because I don't know the answer. And maybe maybe your listeners do or maybe you guys do. But Call in if you know the how answer. Do, <laughs> but how, how do we know which messages, which progressive messages, which messages from that next generation that's just waiting to scream it at the top of their lungs, listen to me, how do we know if they're right? You know what I mean? Like – like we've had a, a pretty decent track record, but we can also look at other countries and see where they got it wrong, because you know at the time, uh, uh, being a Nazi was a pretty progressive thing in Germany, right? So how do we know if we're we're perpetuating the right message instead of just you know getting behind whatever the new message is, especially in this whole social media world? I would argue that like you just look like for me. Regardless of what message I hear, it's like the first thing to look at it is, is it moral? And 
you know, what is your morality? And mine is along the lines of something like Matt Dillahunty would say, like, you know, is it good for people? You know, is it how does it contribute to well-being? And then whatever this new message that's coming out is, is okay, you know, is it helping or hurting people? You know, because I could look at if, say, a Nazi is, if you go back to the third, you know, well, actually late 20s, you know, when Nazi fascism was on the rise, it's like, okay, well, you can look and go, this is not good for everybody. This is scapegoating a group of people and advocating harm for a group of people. So I'm going to go with, no, this is bad. And that's easy for me to say in 2018, not living in 20, you know, in 1917 or or later. At the same time, it's like I look at it because, I mean, the the history of scapegoating and you know, talking about the Nazi party, scapegoating, you know, this, the Semite population has been something that's been done for a long time. And it's one of those, you know, the three of us are are ones who at least have glanced at history books and retain enough to, to, to look at this. And I feel that if we were in the 1920s, we could very easily glance at this again, just, you know, you don't, because it's, I mean, it's been going since the Middle Ages, if not longer, and go... You know, I really got a feeling that this isn't good. Yeah, because being anti-Semitic yeah. at the time, yeah, it was more mainstream to be anti-Semitic. But it would, that you still had all the available information to know that it was an immoral position to take. Right, right. It, it's it's kind of scary, but I think that's a pretty good guideline maybe. It makes it feel a little bit safer to to well, join one group or another if you say, well, let's just try to do the most good to everybody. Kind of utilitarianism. Maybe. And you had talked about like going back uh, the way that evangelicals, uh, conservative Christian Christianity and the conservative right um, and Trump. And I was thinking at the same time, like they are that for a long time, their message was fairly on point and fairly solid on trying to back candidates that would they would get into office and at least pay lip service to all of these conservative religious ideas. And yeah. what we're seeing now is. The hypocrisy of the religious right backing somebody who clearly does not have – has not lived their values, blatantly does not live their values. And I'm interested to see like as we go forward, like how they try to recover from that. I – well, uh, oh, go, no, go uh, ahead, uh, Robert. <laughs> sorry. But yeah, I, I don't think the far right will feel they do need to recover. I think they'll just keep on being hypocritical. You know, They'll say, hey, look at – uh, Michelle Obama doesn't, you know, have sleeves on her dress. You know that is so inappropriate. And then, you know, you, you you say, well, look at these nude photos of our present photos, and they go, oh, stop judging. You know, they the, the, they just move the goalposts wherever they want. But it's the center people. The center are the ones that you got to fight for. And I think it's those center people that you say, they they they're paying attention and they're going to remember. I I see Maddie actually with some of the some of the hypocrisy. I mean, like the the stuff that Robert was talking about just a moment ago. You know, I definitely see where they're just moving the goalpost. But when it comes to some of the more like anti-Semitism and racism and such, I actually I actually kind of disagree with that. I think that that for them, that's not hypocrisy. And we will get back to that when we get back from the break. And we'll return with to Atheist Talk with Robert from The Right to Reason and Maddie Love. Welcome back to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned in to Atheist Talk, and I'm your host, Tertsy Hertz. And I'm talking in studio with Maddie Love and on Skype with Robert from The Right to Reason podcast. 
Atheist Talk is produced with the funding from the Minnesota Atheist and Cucumbers Restaurant in Edina, Minnesota. Please consider visiting our sponsors, and if you do, let them know that you appreciate their support of Atheist Talk. If you'd like to advertise on this program and help keep us on the air, you can contact us at radio at mnatheist.org. As for the here and now, if you'd like to get involved in the conversation with Maddie, Jordan, and I this morning, you can call us at 952-946-6205, email us at radio at nmnatheist.org, or tweet us at atheist.org. I'm sorry, Maddie just did the sign of the cross at me, and I'm trying to figure out why. <laughs> or you can use our, our Facebook page. Maddie, what? I'll tell you later. Okay, good. Because I was just like, I grew up Catholic. That has a whole like host of... <laughs> that was actually directed towards Robert. Oh, okay. It was the it was the cross symbol. Yeah, it was it was like you know. I told the... Robert I was going to do it. <laughs> I was forgiving him and blessing him and, and atoning or whatever other Christian Christian words are. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so we were talking about um, some of the ideas of the hypocrisy and such. And now, Robert, because I have to bring up Gamcast apparently like all the time. Do you listen to god awful movies? Uh, I've listened to a bunch of them. I, you know it. I don't have it like where it loads up like every time they drop one, but I love the show. Yeah, I, I admittedly, and as, as Maddie and I were talking during the break, I listened to them almost obsessively. I've listened to most <laughs> of their episodes more than once. Oh, and I'm, and I'm definitely a patron. <laughs> oh yeah, oh totally a patron. Cause... I'm actually only a patron of like three shows, and they are one of them. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, The Wicker Man. The Wicker Man. That was the first oh, episode I, was, I ever I heard. Heard that one yet? Yeah, oh. that was the episode, Marissa. Marissa McCool introduced me to them yes. uh, on a road trip, and that was the first episode I've listened to, and I have been hooked ever since. Oh, yeah. So it, it's one of their patrons. If you're not a patron, Robert, you should be because Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage. That's all I'm going to say. Um, which actually, I actually liked that movie. The one with Nicolas Cage? Yes, I know. I, I, I'm like the only person that did, but I, I thought it was awesome. I don't know if we can be friends anymore. <laughs> I just did it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nicolas Cage and I have... No, 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 no. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Is there anything on from, he did that you liked? We'll, we'll talk about that at the Patreon stuff, okay? <laughs> All right. So, um, but we were talking about the hypocrisy and such, and and what we were, Maddie and I talked about a little bit, sorry you were listening to the commercials, um, was just the factor that in listening to them break down all of these Christian movies and such, there's themes that I've seen, and... That whole hypocrisy, not just the the, the light hypocrisy of, of the flotus versus the previous flotus, to but like the more extreme, it's like, no, that's that's what they really believe and it's it's really coming out. And Maddie, you mentioned about the centrists. Yes. Yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> well, I was just thinking like it's not as as Robert was talking about earlier, you know, getting the centrists are the ones that we have to worry about. Um and I feel like the people that are center to slash just left of center are the centrists that aren't religious, mm-hmm. that they might be looking at some of this anti-Semitic, um, anti-immigrant, xenophobic stuff and going, mm, I'm not sure. But you made a really good point, Hersey, that some of those centrists are actually just as bad. Well, it's and it's not ju- just as bad, but what they see is because what we'll do is we'll go over to, to like the Nazis, like with with Charlottesville. You know, and we're like, hey, no. And at times defending ourselves, you know, which which is what Mm. I feel a lot of that was, at least on the left side. There wasn't as far as I know, the left hasn't actually attacked anybody, but had been like, "Uh, 
no, I don't want to be punched. <laughs> and, right. and then what, what they do is they twist it and they're like, see, they attacked us. And it's just... You're being intolerant. You're being intolerant. It's like, yeah, but there's limits to tolerance. I'm sorry, Robert. On many sides. On many sides. Right? That's, that was the... Yeah, that well, was the quote. Yeah, that was. It's like because uh, even Antifa, they don't really attack, really. Sure, I can't agree with you on that. I don't know. I don't um, know. I don't know. Um, I, I think I think Antifa certainly has has its uses. I mean, it, it certainly helped in not having a second Charlottesville. What, what was the second location that they were going to do? And that the, it, Portland they shut or it down. Seattle? I think. I think. Something yeah, like I think it was Portland. Yeah, but it does. It is effective. It's just not um, – it's not good marketing is all, you know. <laughs> no. Well, and I view these as like – I mean it kind of sounds like we're getting a little political and I guess we are. But I'm viewing this as like as an atheist. And this goes back to like the last show that I did where we talked to Camille Berejek on why LGBTQ issues are atheist issues. And I think some political issues are atheist issues when we're looking at it from the standpoint of why are we demonizing this group of people? And there's no rational reason to demonize a group of people based upon their skin color or their country of origin or, you know, their even their religious beliefs, unless they're unless they have a really in fact, if you're going to discriminate against a group of people for their religious beliefs, the far fundamentalist right are somebody you should demonize for their religious beliefs. Um, but even then, it's like we should be you know judging people on their actions and their behaviors, not on their skin color their parents and things like that. So I almost feel like it's not an atheist issue, but it is because it's we, we try to be rational and we try to have, you know, our beliefs come from a secular place. You know what scares me hmm. is if you look at what we do in other countries, anytime that we want to topple their government or instill some kind of uh, uh, pro-capitalist dictator, right? <laughs> Mostly South American countries, right? We always... We always try to get them to distrust their military. We always try to get them to distrust their media. We always try to get them to distrust their government and believe their government is corrupt. And if you look at what's been happening in our media recently, ever since Trump, and it kind of leans into the, where we saw the Saudi prince high-fiving Putin recently, right? It was kind of creepy. And and it, it's three out of four. We've got three out of four of those tactics happening to America right now. And all we need, all, the only other one, the final shoe to drop, is if we start thinking our military distrusts our government official. And I'm kind of I'm kind of nervous about in 2020, 2024, whoever is put in that place of leadership, if if they're going to be someone that, uh, you know, the, the right-wing media starts saying the military hates Bernie or the military hates uh, uh, Tulsi Gabbard or what have you. You know what I mean? And then... Then we got trouble. Well, I feel like, you know, having – and I guess I don't know what your family is like. I have a lot of family that have been in the military. I mean, I myself was in the military. And, sisters in the military. Yeah, and to be honest, there is, you know, there is diversity in the military. But almost everybody that I went with tends to lean more conservative and have hated every one of the Democratic presidents, which I don't mm. quite understand. Actually, but my sister's. The outlier on that <laughs> she also she well there's other stuff but i don't want to air out that stuff <laughs> good yes yeah Just but me. even with obama it was like this guy he's gonna pull us out of war and that was a reason 
that I, I, I had a lot of military friends at, at the time. That was one thing that they were like, ah, we shouldn't be over there, but I don't like Obama's way of pulling us out. Like, are you kidding me? Like, what? You can't just you can't just be happy with something that you agree with. Well, it's kind of like the if you think about it, it's like the um, the Affordable Care Act. You change the name, and it's the exact same thing. And all of a sudden, they're like, "Oh no, I like this." Right, <laughs> right. Like, That's a but good it's point. The same thing. You just change the name. That sounds like religion. <laughs> but we will return with Robert and Maddie Love after the break. Please stay with us. having what I would classify as a fascinating conversation with Maddie Love and Robert from the Right to Reason podcast. If you'd like to get involved in our conversation with Maddie and Robert this morning, you can call us at 952-946-6205, email us at radio at mnatheist.org, tweet us at at Atheist Talk, or check out our Facebook page, Atheist Talk. Before we continue with this conversation, there's some housekeeping I need to attend to. I want to note our dedicated group of volunteers and the generous donations of you, our listeners. You help keep Atheist Talk on the air and in podcast form. And I'd like to note our donors of the week, which is Eric, Anita, and Jean, and our new patron, the Odd Atheist Friend. That's kind of odd, isn't it? That's that's very odd. Yeah, at least they're friendly. We should talk to our friends, uh, Matt and Eric, about that. Yeah, we should talk to them. (laughs) But if you're able to help with a donation, please consider doing so at our Radio Fund page or our Patreon, where you can get extended interviews at www.patreon slash Atheist Talk. It looks like this week we'll be talking about the love and hate of Nicolas Cage. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to let this one go. Still there. Uh, Minnesota Atheist is a four five is a five hundred one c three tax deductible organization. We couldn't do the show without you, and we deeply, deeply appreciate your support. Music for Atheist Talk is by composer Brent Michael Davis, and is used with permission. And please again note that all opinions are the guest and host only, and do not necessarily reflect those of the Minnesota Atheist organizations. And now let's get back to our conversation with Maddie and Robert. That was a long list. How were you able to, like, memorize all of that each and every That's time? That's impressive. Yeah. Yes. It's not like I have a screen in front of me that I scroll down and try and remember our, how to say words. <laughs> <laughs> Still, it's even good if read, though. Minnesota this is a 401k. Oh, nope. Dang it. <laughs> I forgot. We don't believe in an afterlife, so we can't help you retire. I, I that read doesn't work. Wait, what do you say, Robert? No, I was just saying, like, I read most of the stuff, like, my intros and outros on my podcast, mm-hmm. but... Even reading them, I screw up twenty times yeah. each. You know, each episode. And, but the good thing is, I get to edit. You guys are live, so there's there's a thing about being live that I think affects the brain and and the body. Because like I've had times where I've had like really bad colds. I've come in and I'm just super stuffy for the forty five minutes I'm on the air. I'm totally clear. I walk out of the studio and I'm just stuffed up again. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> for uh, one of the podcasts that my wife and I do together, uh, I was reading, trying to read the outro, and it's like, I wrote this. I should be able to read this. And I, I recorded, tried to record that like 20 times. So I finally, I handed the script to Julie, and I'm like, Julie, can you please read this? And then I actually kept all 20 outtakes at the tail end of the episode. Well, yeah, because you can use those for, for like intro music stuff. Well, and just as yeah. like, yeah, you know what? I'm not perfect. <laughs> Never claimed to be. I think, I think people appreciate that. Like, like, 
if the, if they're wanting to hear a live show, they they accept errors. If they're wanting to hear an edited show, they they don't expect errors, but I think they like to hear them like like the way that you do, where you know you put them at the end or something. That's kind of fun. Yeah. So anyway, so we were humanizes just... us. What we are not human. We are we are definitely human. Totally human. Yeah. <laughs> More human than human. That's what did you ever see that? Uh, uh, speaking of politics, that whole Ted Cruz is is a human candidate thing <laughs> that was going around, <laughs> where it's like, like I really am a human. I, I, I do things that humans do. I thought it that was so funny. I thought that was definitely more clever than the whole he was the the zodiac thing because I was just like that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, and even Trump got behind that kind of like conspiracy theory stuff, like okay. your dad killed JFK. Like what? But are we really surprised? He has a history of going through conspiracy theories. I mean, uh, the birther thing. Oh yeah, and the and the other conspiracy, some of the other stuff, like the whole thing with the Democrats and their child. Oh, Pizzagate. Pizzagate. You know, this stuff goes all through there. And what's hilarious is he's it's like okay. So you were talking about the press and the idea Mm -hmm. of of the press having issues, and I mean. I have to say, I have to kind of separate that into two areas of the press because you have kind of the more like Fox and going from their press. And then you have like the Times, the the Washington Journal and those ones who, you know, their track, heck, even BuzzFeed, you know, because they're the ones who broke out with the with the dossier during the election. Mm. And it's like these places, not every single thing is perfect. They're going to make mistakes. They're human. You know, and they but they will also retract and correct their mistakes and such. And it's one of those where a lot of them are just trying their hardest to keep that that going. And but then again, you have these other ones who are going into these conspiracy theories. And what's interesting is these, you know, the Times, the Post and all these ones, they vet their stuff, or at least they try to. They try to make sure that they vet it. But like InfoWars, they're not going to vet. <laughs> they're going to create half of that stuff if they have to. Well, I mean, it didn't even have to be InfoWars. Fox News is pushing the whole conspiracy theory that the uh, quote unquote migrant caravan <sighs> is financed by George Soros. And that's it, obviously a conspiracy. And even if it was, it's a bunch of people who are running away from from conditions that none of us can even imagine. I mean, right. you are, you are willing to so many people. It's like, like I love Minnesota. And part of the reason I love it is because of, of how it has worked to what it is. It's not perfect. We have an amazing, a number of issues, but if Minnesota went the way of Texas, <laughs> no offense, Robert, <laughs> I'm taken. I would probably go to California. <laughs> Or even just Canada. But I mean, I would definitely look at leaving. But some a lot of people have a deep, deep love of just where they are and such and, and their communities with all of the flaws. And so for them to pick up and leave would be almost incomprehensible. And I'm like, so imagine you have to leave because this place is so bad. You're going to die. Right. Right. And you're taking a long trip that has almost as many concerns going on this long trip because you're on foot for most of it. 
You don't know who's going to help you. You don't know what dangers are on the road. All you know is it's better than where you're leaving. And it's one thing to be against, say, allowing these people to enter the country, seeking asylum the legal way that they are. Um, it's one thing to be against them for rational reasons such a, or reasons that aren't based in fear and conspiracy theories. Like, look, I just believe that our borders should be closed. Or, yes, I just believe that, you know, I'm against immigration for, you know, insert rational reason here. But when it's rational, I'm against, you know, immigration because George Soros is, is paying these people. It's like that's just irrational and silly. Like <laughs> we should not give that opinion the same weight as somebody who's like, look, I don't believe that the country can financially sustain more people because I feel like there's already like that's an opinion I don't agree with, but I can understand the rationality behind it. I mean, I, I just I can respect the person like, look, we have a difference of opinion. I don't. But it's not it's not on the same level as there's an evil. And but to be to be fair, there's an evil Jewish man funding this because it's George right. Soros is oh, a yeah. stand in for anti-Semitism, which is hilarious because they've also claimed he was a Nazi. Well, he's, Nazi yeah, party. because <laughs> when you're demonizing somebody or you're demonizing just a conspiracy theory, you can conspiracy theorists can have completely separate, mutually exclusive ideas. You know, <laughs> it's it's yeah. I it's feel like the real irony is like whenever. They'll say, well, why don't they just stay in their own country and fix it? You know, like as if we would be the tough guy doing that. But then that same tough guy says, hey, let's shoot those women and children that are trying to get in here. You know what I mean? Like, don't even don't even let, let them. They're throwing rocks at us. Let's just don't don't use pepper spray. Just shoot them already. Like that's, you know, like, oh, that's a real tough guy. You know, like, wow. And you're telling me that someone with your just character and your fortitude would actually be able to improve your country if it was going through a major crisis, a crisis that we contributed to. We forget that. Mm-hmm. We don't want to take responsibility for our own actions. Well, and I've been told as, as an atheist, hey, if you don't like it here in Christian America, just leave. OK, so I should migrate to another country. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I, I just I just would love to see the scientific because, you know, there's a fair number of the scientific community who's who's at least in that rational secularist type. And I would love to see what would happen if all of them migrated out. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to stay. Let me just <laughs> believe me. Like, I'm just telling you the truth here. You do not want to stay. That would be a bigly problem. <laughs> bigly. You know, I, I do understand how skeptical they are of, of the caravan itself. Because you have to think it'd be like if, if you two ladies walked all the way to Texas you know, and then you look at some of the pictures of them, they don't even have shoes, some of them. And it's hard for us, you know, in in this, you know, it, as much of economic struggle as the U.S. is going through, but this comparatively, this lap of luxury to look at that and go, well, how else could they get here? Somebody's financing this thing. And and I understand that it's just it's it's um, what's the word for it, where where you have you have so much and it. It makes it to where you can't really understand cognitive. what that other person is. That cognitive dissonance? No. Okay, good. Or like, like a form of privilege or something. No. You know, yes. like, like that's that's where we can't really understand it, just because of our privilege. Yeah. Well, and it's one of those. It's like I try my dangest to put myself in that thing and just think how how bad is it before I would I would be like, okay, there's just nothing left. Sam and Frodo yeah. walked from the Shire <laughs> to Mount Doom barefoot. Okay. D- 
do not make me go through a <laughs> hobbit's biological construct of the feet because Tolkien, financed by the elves. Tolkien wrote yeah. five. George pages Soros <laughs> is, a, is an elf. George Soros is Elrond or Gandalf. Bernie Sanders would be Gandalf. Oh, that's true. Eh, the white hair. The white hair. Yeah. For sure. No, no, he's Radagast. He's Radagast. Actually, yeah. He's Radagast the Brown. Yeah. Definitely. George Soros is the blue wizards that you never hear about. Ooh. They're only referenced. <laughs> George Soros and uh, what's his name? Warren. Buffett? Yeah, Warren Buffett. Those yeah. are the blue wizards. Yeah, definitely. It's all <laughs> about the Shire. <laughs> So wait, is the U.S. the Shire or Canada? Why, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> well, in this case, in this case, uh, Central America is the Shire because that's where people are migrating from. True. You're all nerds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Ha, ha, I mean, no, we haven't met face to face, Robert, but we, you know, <laughs> we, we've been on each other's shows a couple of times here. He calls us a nerd like it's a bad thing. I know. <laughs> It's not bad anymore. That's true. When we were growing up, it was it was a bad word, but now it's like a cool thing. At the same time, though, there are times actually where it, it's a question for me to want to be associated with the geek society because there are so many issues. I mean, mm-hmm. kind of the taking, Me Too stuff. Yeah, the Me Too stuff. The kind of there's kind of a left turn with the whole incel group. A lot of those people are are video gamers. Not, I don't want to say not tabletop gamers. There are, I think there, there's... Mostly video gamers, though. Most, yeah, mostly video gamers. And well, it's I, young white males. Yes. It, 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 yeah, young cis, males. <laughs> it kind of I'll gets, tell you what. Hmm. The, I think you're onto something about the nerd thing, because I think that's primarily what Me Too's all about, is a bunch of, bunch of nerds. Well, we That's will, who's behind it. We will continue this conversation <laughs> when we get back from the break with Robert and Maddie. Welcome back to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned in to Atheist Talk. I'm your host, Hertzy Hertz, and it's talking in studio with Maddie Love and our ever-fun guest, Robert Stanley. And this is our final segment with Maddie and Robert. If you're curious about Minnesota Atheists, you can check out the Minnesota Atheist website. We have previous episodes. You can browse articles, book reviews, and the calendar of upcoming events, which we actually have quite a few fun ones coming up. What? Yeah, a winter solstice dinner. Which, I mean, I'm completely biased on, but it's going to be fabulous. Julie and I will be there. I will be there. David Gamut will oh my be there. Gosh. I, we saw him do up close stuff, uh, up close effects. That's what he calls yes. it. Yes, up close effects. Uh, sitting at the cucumbers, uh, at cucumbers restaurant, which is a, obviously a delicious restaurant. One of our sponsors, and of course, is also where we are going mm. to be having brunch. Well, I don't know, Maddie, are you? Well, it's brunch today. There is a brunch today. <gasps> I am doing brunch today. I unfortunately have a board thing, so I can't make it. I can't. I can't. Believe, I forget about the. It's it's the first Sunday of every month, it and you think that I could remember when the brunch is. I can barely remember what day it is. Someday, so <laughs> today is Sunday. Today is Sunday. You read the date earlier. I did, even though it was yeah, wrong I'm... in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering about your intro of me just now in this in this final segment where you're yeah. like, and we have Robert Stanley. 
<sighs> interesting cut. Like, like there was a hesitation there. It was oh, like a, a she was sigh? trying to decide between the best affectation that she could choose because she had <laughs> fabulous, amazing, fantastic, wonderful, intelligent, compassionate. She had all of these she could pick from. It's or, almost as bad as going, he's a great guy. He's really, you know, he's he's just great. He's <laughs> We've known great, him a long great. time, one of my closest friends. <laughs> he's got a great personality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> no, it's, personality. It's actually because, and this is going to be a peek into, into how I prep for the show, or lack thereof. I have, you know, kind of a, a canned script for a lot of these intros, which makes sense since it's radio and I have, you know, we have this stuff. But sometimes I don't always edit all of them. And so I have something from a few months ago and it was one of the few times where it kind of hiccuped and I'm like, ah, there's a descriptor word, but I don't want to reuse that descriptor word. Um, but yes, so we have great <laughs> events coming up. Is that a segue? I don't know. I can't segue you right now. Words. Oh, I love segues. <laughs> we did a tour on a segue. It was fantastic. Didn't have to walk. Let me tell you something about this, this, the, 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 the dictionary. We're going to talk about these awesome <laughs> events, though, because, again, winter solstice, which everybody should go to. Um, we are also going to be doing a super special holiday episode this year. Maddie, do you want to give any spoilers about that? No, I will refuse to talk about the war on Christmas and the uh, Kendra Burns documentary that may be coming from that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It is going to be awesome. Keep an eye out on Facebook and Twitter. Hopefully we'll have some more information coming up soon. I know I've said that before, but I promise this time. Swear. <laughs> we, have, we have way more information about it now, which is great. Uh, but if you do enjoy the show and all that Minnesota Atheist has to offer, consider being a member of Minnesota Atheist while you're on the website. Membership has some great perks. Checks out the hows and the whys on the website. And now officially, <laughs> back to our conversation with Robert and Maddie. And Robert, you should come up here for the winter solstice dinner. Yes. That sounds pretty awesome. Oh, last last year? No, it was, yeah, it was last year. No, two years ago because we switched off with the humanists. So it was two years ago. It was so cold. <laughs> in the building? Mm. Not in the building, though, no, right? No, no, no. The yeah, building, the building will be heated. The building will be heated. It yes. is in the Embassy Suites in Brooklyn Park, which is a wonderful place. Um, gorgeous, gorgeous decor. Yeah, but it was it was a cold day. that it was, The cold shock came early that year. Well, yeah. It's the first day of winter. Well, no, but we always have like those re- those super cold, like in January and February where it gets just like super cold. Where the wind chill is at like negative 40. Yep. Even in the cities. Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Well, maybe not gorgeous. I like just sitting in my house. <laughs> I love cold weather. I also have the privilege of not being homeless or having to work outside. So. So, all right. So when we were left the conversation, because I'm kind of avoiding this, we were talking about the geeks and such. <laughs> and Gamergate's like You're your favorite to thing to talk it. about. Uh, well, I mean, but it's but it, it and and there I know that there's probably some of our listeners who don't know much about it. So we might actually have to do a thing on this. Um, for those who don't know, Gamergate started with a woman who wanted to research female characters in video games, and the video game community didn't like this and didn't um, and didn't react well. Um, as far as I know, Anita Sarkeesian, who's the woman who put it was putting it together, is still getting death threats. She still has issues going places to do speaking, um, and that was, gosh, almost ten years ago. 
No, I don't know about that. I, I lost was, track of time. It was. It's been for a while. It, it's been at least five or six because at the time I was still married. And I, that was about five years ago. Okay. That was a long time ago. It was. So you'd think that they would grow tired of this by now, but no. Well, and the tie-in here is a lot of these folks, these were right smack in the atheist community. Like they would identify as at least non-believers, most of them as atheists. Um, or at least just, a, I mean, a portion of them. And it's there's there's crossover that has hurt a lot of people who do podcasting or YouTube or... Mm-hmm. That whole Mythicist Milwaukee kind of camp, the, yeah. the Sargon kind of group of atheists. Yep. yep. Same same kind of people. Like, we're rational. <clears throat> no, no, you're not. No, you're not. Well, what, what, where can we go from here? Because my, my question is, we, right after what, 9-11, I guess, it was around 05 that it really started, the atheist movement started booming with the four horsemen kind of stuff. And, and we all felt like humanism was a direct result of atheism. And I think we're finding out the hard way that that's not the case. And we're going to have to, we're going to have to make some kinds of adjustments. We can't Mm -hmm. just, we can't just sit back and do what, what kind of what the three of us are doing, kind of what the majority of the atheist community is doing right now and just pointing our fingers and going, you're bad people, you know, like that, that tactic didn't work well for Hillary, right? Whatever she said, Oh, they're the deplorables. Like it just doesn't, it's not good marketing. It doesn't sell. We gotta, we gotta give. We have to offer something that people would want, and and it has to be more than criticism. What, what my thought is on that, um, and again, I am not speaking for the Minnesota Atheist Organization, <laughs> just to be on the safe side. My my big thing with that is I want to offer community. It's like there's yeah. so many, there's so much grossness and and such in so many different communities and people they want to find somebody place a place or a group that's going to be like yeah just come on in and so my thing is i want to have that community church i mean admittedly churches do a good job with community the good one i mean the better ones they definitely have that support and such and that's what i want to offer and it's like we don't have to to just go around and and such and point but i want people to find a place that they can call almost home or friends that they can count on and such and that's my push cuz it's not even a kill with kindness. It's a, you know what, fine. You go over there, you do your thing. And I just realized I talked for the last bit. I'm sorry, Robert. <laughs> no, I was listening. I, I agree. I agree 100%. All right. Well, thank you for tuning into Atheist Talk. We'd love for you to join us next Sunday, which should be another exciting episode. Have a good weekend.